Good evening, Miss Bradbury. It's come to my attention that you will be having Mr. Sterling on your show this evening, and you'll be playing some music that violates FCC regulations. Well, I'm going to file an injunction against your program if you don't play the following message. Good evening, rise morons. It's the gavel David Lawless, the greatest attorney and professional wrestler in America. And as you sit here and listen to my two favorite internet trolls, Lola Bradbury and Jim Sterling, I want you to keep in mind that the gavel David Lawless is the only man and professional wrestler fit to act as general manager for Rise. I am flawless. I am cunning. I am athletic. And I'm the sexiest wrestler on the Rise roster. Jim Sterling is nothing more than an overblown baked potato who will ruin this company. So please, choose the gavel David Lawless for general manager. Because Lawless is for the people, Lawless is by the people, and you're all morons and can't actually find anyone better. Of course, David Lawless has to insert himself any legal way he can. And my apologies for those of you who had to listen to that slanderous ad. While I find a political ad fact checker, welcome to the return of the Rise Strong podcast. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Coming back to episode 5, if you've forgotten or if you just need a refresher, I am your host, Lola Bradbury, your backstage correspondent for all things Rise Wrestling. Speaking of political ads and campaigning, the electoral season 2020 is vastly approaching. This episode plays off of that theme. If you are not familiar with Rise Wrestling, over the past year, mass chaos and his Hysteria has broken out, just losing control of the heart and soul of Rise. There are people who have taken advantage of Marcus Mann, our previous general manager, stepping away. Not to mention, there are two specific men who have stepped up to the plate to run for Rise wrestling general manager position my guest joining me right now he is wrestling and youtube gaming guru personality and host of jimquisition jim sterling thank you for joining me please it's uh sterling when when we are talking about my wrestling endeavors i am simply sterling I have a lot to discuss with you. I wanted to sit down and have this conversation with you to give the Rise Wrestling family uh, your perspective on what you have to offer as a potential Rise General Manager candidate. Thank you very much. I, I absolutely appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I have appreciated every opportunity that Rise has given me. They have allowed me um, to serve as interim general manager on occasion. They have provided me a platform to continue laying out my beliefs for the future of Rise, my beliefs for not just the future of Rise under Sterling, but a potential Rise under the influence of one David Lawless, who, as you duly noted, we heard from at the beginning of this podcast. And let me just say that David Lawless is a man very confident in his mastery of the law. But what he fails to realise is that I myself am well-versed in legal proceedings. He may have a wonderful track record of success in the court. So do I. I have been sued on many occasions uh, for many millions of dollars, and I have always come out on top. Uh, let me just lay it out for you right now as both a, uh, a promise and a warning. While David Lawless wields a gavel, he has not seen the sight of my hammer. 
David Lovis is very confident in his law proceedings. You have served previously at Rise as interim general manager. You actually made your debut as interim general manager back in August. And since then, the various months in between, you have posted some promos for Rise Wrestling. You've made some very, very big promises in regards to restoring order and peace to the company. You had promised that if you became permanent general manager, that Grindhouse would no longer hold Rise hostage, as well as anarchy and chaos would stop, and you would bring stability and security, regardless of position, in the company. You have very clear passion about meeting you in person and watching these promos that you have shared with the Rise Wrestling fans. You speak with a lot of passion and conviction. So what specifically fueled your passion to become involved in wrestling, and what drives this passion to steer Rise in the right direction? I'm driven by a very strong belief that talent demands to be used. Um, talent wasted away is a tragedy every time. And I've always had, you know, by my own admission, the gift of the gap. I am a somewhat eloquent speaker. Uh, and physically, um, let's be honest, there ain't nobody who looks like me. And I have been cutting my teeth down here in the deep south of these United States of America for several years now, uh, not just as a manager, in wrestling, but as a competitor as well. Um, in fact, I have just successfully defended the Pro South YouTube Championship in Alabama, uh, as well as successfully managed uh, the Constellation in Mississippi. Um, and that's something I, I believe very strongly in doing, in, in paying my dues to the great sport of wrestling. Uh, I have performed in arenas and I have performed in high school gyms. I have experienced every element, every facet of wrestling, uh, both in terms of putting matches together, of managing other wrestlers, of wrestling myself, um, because I wanted new challenges. I wanted to put myself out there. I wanted to see if I could do it, if I had a head for the business, if I had that talent, and if so, where that talent demanded to be used. And every endeavor that I have undertaken, every road that I have traveled has led me to the Rise stronghold. And that night where I was granted the temporary position of general manager confirmed to me where my talents lie. And they certainly lie in building a strong foundation for Rise itself, splintered promotion, and sticking to my ideals. But that, that belief, that slogan that my campaign has, Rise together, because wrestling is for me, Ms. Bradbury. It is for you. It is for... The Grindhouse, yes, the Grindhouse has a place, but the Grindhouse needs to know its place. It's for military intelligence. It's for the main event. It is for everyone. It is for the audience, the officials, the, the camera operators, the commentators, the people who take the tickets. Wrestling is for everybody. And groups, vested interests, like Hashtag Privilege, uh, would see wrestling as simply for them, their personal playground, their cash cow, their way of making money. I am not in this to make money, Ms. Bradbury. I have spent from my own vast resources um, on this business. I haven't made money in wrestling because for me it is a true passion. Um, and my, shall I say, my, my fortunate resource pool has been poured into the wrestling business because not just my talent, but my money, my time, my everything, 
demands to be used by professional wrestling. It is very reassuring to hear that someone does have that invested interest in wanting to pull Rise back together to its semi-normal state since Brendan Kay has been dealing with his own issues with Grindhouse, with Derek Direction, and Marcus Mann stepping away and leaving Rise on autopilot. Now, you said that Rise is for me, Rise is for military intelligent teams like the main event and those uh, looking for that opportunity or who have kind of been underestimated in Rise. There have been very clear trials and tribulations for everybody, especially Marcus Mann that led him to step away. I do have to ask though, and something that piqued my, my curiosity, do you feel a fair system will prevent problems? Absolutely not. I will be 100% honest with you. There is no system that can 100% guarantee a lack of problems. The issue is not preventing problems, although one must always do their best to ensure that problems are kept to a minimum, but in how one deals with problems when they arise. Marcus Mann stepping down was a sad, unfortunate event. However, where some see merely a problem, I see opportunity. That is a chance for someone else to step up and have that talent I mentioned before used. Chaos, the, the chaos that, that Rise has been besieged by uh, since the Brandon Kay had his issues with the Grindhouse, since Marcus Mann stepped down, that is something that we can be tossed about in, like a cow caught in a twister, or we can master the twister itself. And that is what I am here to do. I have put out fires, I have managed empires, I have dealt with so many problems, on paper problems, in my 15 years of running a multimedia business. And I have always, without fail, turned those problems, as inevitable as some of them may be, I have turned those problems into opportunities, and I have always rised above them. And together, we will rise above any problem that may face rise professional wrestling. Speaking of problems, as far as the title pictures, both grand and tag, a lot of things have been going on. On November 9th, we are seeing the finals of the Rise of a Contender tournament featuring Iceman Tony Johnson and PB Smooth to determine who will be facing the Reaper Matt Connor, the current Rise Grand Champion. Both of these men do have a history with Matt Connard. Tony Johnson has gone undefeated for over a year, and PB has been cheated out of multiple championship opportunities due to uh, system elite interference and Matt Connard finding new ways to retain the grand championship. They've made it a priority to go by their own rules and look out for themselves instead of rise overall. What are your main concerns about what System Elite and Matt Connard have been pulling lately. One thing that I'm very interested in growing at Rise is a sense of accountability. In all of my years of, of running businesses, of analysing industries, uh, I have been put off always by companies, executives, individuals who attempt to dodge accountability, whether that be legal, ethical or good old-fashioned moral accountability. Now, I have had some brief engagements with Matt Connard. Uh, I don't particularly like the cut of his jib, and I feel that both he and Sister Malie labour under the belief that they don't have to answer to anybody, which is what allows them 
to do the things they've been doing. It's what allows them to skirt the rules. It's what allows them to um, meddle in the affairs of those who might pose a threat. If I am chosen to run right, I will have in place a system of accountability. Now, referee decisions, they're final, and wrestlers will cheat. That's just part of this business. Mm -hmm. We can't get out of that. It's what some people even come to wrestling to see. They want to see heroes. They want to see villains. But can a villain be dissuaded from villainy if they have to answer for themselves? Which is why one of my many projected policies would be to have a very simple form of about 50 to 150 pages long that particular wrestlers will have to fill out in triplicate uh, if they have been seen post-match to have behaved unethically. And I want them to explain why they behave that way, what makes them think that they should be allowed to behave that way, and whether they think that makes them worthy champion, if indeed a championship they hold. Uh, this is just one of many policies that I am putting forth to make wrestlers feel more responsible for their actions. And if we can get that perspective into a wrestler's mindset, I believe that we will see a fair system arise itself simply from the behavior of the wrestlers as they realize, well, I can do whatever I want, but I am going to have to justify it. And I've often found that when someone has to try and defend themselves and their actions, they are less inclined to do it in future. That's just one of the many ways in which I want to instill a sense of accountability and responsibility. And with that accountability, with holding them responsible for negative actions, some would argue, playing devil's advocate, that amount of days that System Elite and Matt Connor have been champion, regardless of their actions, has worked for them. Especially, you know, System Elite has spent nearly over 250 days as tag team champions by these nefarious ways. Do you expect any backlash from Matt Connor, System Elite, once they hear about the policies that you have discussed? Nobody in power is popular with everybody. What is that phrase? You can't please everybody all of mm -hmm. the time and i fully expect pushback from those who have abused positions of power when someone else uh, uses whatever power they may have whatever resources at their disposal to threaten the unchallenged dominion that they have but this is where we go back to my issues with david lawless matt connard system elite these are individuals in positions of privilege and if there's one thing i've learned about the privileged in my time on this earth it's that they see everything as a zero-sum game. They see the success of someone else as a direct threat to them, whether that's true or not. So I fully expect pushback, backlash, uh, a harsh response from these individuals. But as someone who has cut his teeth down south, being surrounded by people who didn't even believe that he belonged in the wrestling industry, in the wrestling, the, the great sport of wrestling itself. I'm no stranger to people pushing back against me. I'm no stranger to the backlash. I, I've worked on the internet for my entire career. I'm insulted, denigrated uh, every day. People are always trying to discredit me, undermine me, and I'm still here. The big fish eat the little fish, and I just keep on paddling. So... However threatened they may feel and whatever threats they may want to throw my way, I'm always prepared. Any problems they serve me, those are just more opportunities. What you plan on doing thus far has me very, very hopeful if that's any positive to bring out of confusing and scary circumstance for Rise Wrestling. One more thing about System Elite, though. They retained their tag team championships last show 
And they got a little bit of a message from the main event who has been cutting their teeth, uh, traveling, and doing what they do best as far as being a professional tag team in wrestling. Matt Connor and System Elite refused to show up at the next show. Whether they are afraid of losing those titles before System Elite even won those titles by changing their attitude, the main event had gone undefeated for two years. What do you have to say to them refusing responsibility that speaks for itself as being the company champions? When it comes to policy, I'm always in favor of innovation, of trying new ways, but sometimes the old ways are the best ways. And one of the most old-fashioned methods of discipline for um, performers that do not want to show up and compete is just a fine. I mean, it's not an elegant solution. It's not an impressive solution. But if you don't show up to work, you don't get paid. And if I'm in charge and anyone, be they System Elite, be they Matt Connor, be they anybody on that roster, if they tell me that they want to renege on a booking, then they will pay for it, quite literally. And that money will be used to fund, to support a system that works for the people who do show up. I am very much for having a set system where those who refuse to do their jobs face repercussions. Absolutely. They may call themselves system elite, but in my system there are no elites. No one is above the law. To get your final thoughts on uh, everything as a whole, obviously I was going to ask if you at all felt panicked because of the current problems that have gotten out of control, but you seem to have very much thought everything out from start to finish. I thrive in chaos. When when there is stress to be had, I will devour that stress and I will regurgitate success. It's what I've always done. It's what I plan to always do. I am not at all panicked. This is where I relish chances to prove myself and to demonstrate my talents. I put out fires. Going back to the multiple messages you have received from the slandering Gavel David <laughs> Lawless, obviously he is your what you could call competition in this whole run for general manager. What traits do you have that qualify your abilities over David's? I think I've demonstrated the most important trait uh, during the course of this interview, Ms. Bradbury. Let me tell you the difference between action and reaction. Action is, is, is a proactive event. It is something you go out there and you do spontaneously. Reaction, you wait for others to act. And then you respond. And I think I've demonstrated with my plans, with my policies, with the priorities that I've demonstrated here, I am a man of action. I have a plan. I have a system. I have the bases covered. What has David Lawless shown for himself since he threw his name in the hat? He's had insults. He's had remarks. He's had reactions. Does he have a policy in place? Does he know how to deal with Matt Conard? Does he know how to deal with System Elite? Does he have any plans at all to tackle the grindhouse? Does he even know Marcus Mann's step down? Who even knows? Because all he has done in his policies is attack, 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 react, react, react. In the time since I've first met the gavel, he has called me a baked potato no less than three times. Now, as I said earlier, I work on the internet. I'm insulted every single day. I'm used to it. I welcome it. I thrive on that chaos, as I said. But if you're going to insult me, have some imagination. Come up with some new shticks, yeah? 
Mm-hmm. Baked potato three times, calling everyone else a moron over and over again. It's it's that lack of creativity that offends me. He is more David Whitless than <laughs> David Lawless. He doesn't have any new material. I've got miles of material, and that's just me talking about my spandex. I have ideas. I have policies. I am a man of action. David Lawless is just a, just a, an unimaginative lackwit who relies on insults and not even very good insults. I think the choice is clear. Who would you rather have run rise? Someone who has already laid forth their policies or someone who only repeats the word moron to try and make himself look smarter and it's not a very good attempt. That is a, a very good point that not even myself can argue with. Do you have anything to say to the Rise Wrestling fans and family who might be unsure uh, of the future of Rise Wrestling? I can't guarantee that the future will be perfect. I can't guarantee that there will be no problems going forward. But I can give you my sterling silver promise right now that under my purview, under my control, under my guidance, my leadership, my management, we will rise together because I have a plan. I feel very reassured, like I said earlier, just hearing you speak about the plan that you have laid forward uh, on this podcast. And thank you again for taking the time to join me and discuss these current ongoings. Thank you. And once again, let me just lay out that one promise, that one promise that I started with and I will end with. We will rise together. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.